Hello, everybody. This is Noah speaking for a change, and welcome to another mini episode of Cinema Joes, the shorter episodes where we discuss the less uh, important and some would say more frivolent topics related to movies and movie culture. I am joined by Justin and Alex, and I had the distinct pleasure of, for a change, choosing my own very, very absurd topic for this mini-episode. So before we do that, a little bit of back history. My girlfriend slash fiancé slash in two weeks she will be my wife uh, has been a huge fan of RuPaul's Drag Race for years, so the whole drag scene and all of the uh, figures and personalities and celebrities connected to it is something that I've slowly become more attuned to over the past couple of years. And one of the figures in that scene that uh, she is a particularly big fan of is the singer-slash-songwriter-slash-dancer-slash-drag-queen-slash-thousand-everything-other-things, Todd Call, who actually just came out with his second full-length album called Forbidden. We actually saw him on tour a few months ago. So because of that, I've been on a real kick uh, in terms of getting into his music over the past few months. Uh, and he has a wide variety of, of songs and styles that he uses. And so I decided, just for the hell of it, since Alex and Justin have had zero exposure to Todger Call, uh, and I also had zero exposure to him until, like, eight months ago, I decided that today I gave them the, them the assignment of picking one Todger Call music video because in addition to writing songs, he does a lot of very elaborate music videos, to pick one music video of his that they really like. So since I am, in heavy, heavy air quotes, the resident expert on Todger Call, I'm going to first pass the ball over to Justin. I'm going to go with Blah Blah Blah. <laughs> so this one, along with several other videos, features Joseph Gordon-Levitt and appears to be about the dangers of the music industry, which is a topic that I have... Heard many times because a lot of artists I listen to write a lot of songs about it, and I was nice to see like this perspective as well. First off, I just want to say the fact that this video immediately wiped away any memory I would have had about blah 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 by three o three is pro- is I, wow. I just can't stress enough how much of a blessing that is. So, That's a deep cut, thank Justin. you, Todrick Hall, for that. <laughs> Um, is that a song that had been present in your mind before this point? <laughs> well, not until I saw the title uh, okay. of this one. <laughs> I can um, actually give I can give some context for the the song that you didn't have before. So, Tatrakal's first album is called Straight Out of Oz, and it's quasi somewhat autobiographical, uh, but deliberately using certain aspects of his life or certain aspects of the songs to refer to either the the story or the music of The Wizard of Oz. And there are a couple of songs on the album that directly sample uh, music from The Wizard of Oz. So the whole, like, the gist of that is that the wizard that he's searching for is the music executive who will, who will finally give him a record deal. And the music executive in the end turns out, or the wizard, turns out to just be mm-hmm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt in a scooter being an obnoxious prick. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So it's kind of so it's like a concept album. Both Straight Out of Oz and Forbidden are concept albums where you can listen to cool. you can you can listen to the album as an album, but then there's like a whole series of music videos for every song that's strung together basically make like a film out of the album. So they're both okay. he's done two of those now. And Straight Out of Oz is the same way. Up till that point, if you're watching the whole thing, you have no idea who the wizard is going to be. 
and then all of a sudden Joseph Gordon Levitt just scooters in with a monkey on his shoulder. Yes, right. And it just it it floored me when I first saw it. I like how this in this video, which is only like about two minutes long, just the way it builds, like the absurdity just builds and builds, <laughs> is is really uh, is really satisfying. <laughs> my favorite line is of the the song. It's become one of my favorite song lyrics ever. When he's like berating the wizard for going back and his promise, saying we shook hands on it, and he says, yeah. "Let me tell you something: a handshake don't mean nothing. It only proves that you've got hands." Yeah. <laughs> well, and I also love that like it starts by you know by the by the wizard talking about the fact that the contract says blah blah blah. Then you actually see the contract and it says blah 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 in like huge <laughs> letters. And then at one point the monkey's <laughs> saying blah blah blah. So just the way the absurdity just grows throughout this is really, uh, yeah, just really cool. The editing is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the editing kind of makes it, I gotta say. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. And I, like I said, I'm always down for a video that is uh, critical of the music industry because uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, because it's nostalgic for me. Ah, from the yeah. days when Justin was a music executive. <laughs> yes, I oh, love seeing myself getting. <laughs> I love seeing myself satirically criticized. <laughs> All right, Alex, what's your pick? Okay, so my pick is of a very different nature. I am picking the video that's on his YouTube page, and it's titled "For the 2000s And what this is is a masterful mashup of what has to be at least like 50 different top pop songs from the decade. And I don't know, Noah, have you watched this? I don't know if I've seen that one specifically. He's done a lot of, like he got famous doing uh, Disney mashups. Yeah, so I first saw, I, I first watched a mashup that he did of a bunch of Beyonce songs, and that was pretty yeah. cool. Um, and then I came across this one and I was like, oh gosh, this is amazing. Because what he manages in about five minutes to condense a decade's worth of music into one coherent soundscape. And it's like, if for those of you who haven't seen it, it's like he, it's him set up in four different boxes. So there's four of him and he's singing with himself and it's just, and he's interacting with the different panels in kind of fun ways. Uh, it's, it's similar to that video that came out maybe about five or six years ago about like the, it was like the one, um, I don't remember what his name was, but he was like this guy and he did like all the Disney princesses and it was like how bad it is to be a Disney princess. Like it's in that style, if you mm -hmm. remember that video. Uh, but it's all of the different uh, music, like every huge song from a decade's worth of music is in this video. And it's so impressive because it's like this giant just tour of a decade of songs that were popular. And that sounds like not that impressive, but it's really, if you really think about being able to merge all of these different types of sounds and musics and and lyrics and things like that all into one singular vision and managing to like figure out a way to make them all mesh and everything. It just like, it's so, so impressive. Have it it sound sounds coherent. coherent. Yeah. Yeah. And also with it, like while still honoring the visions of all of those songs and like sometimes it'll just use like a line of like one lyric from a song, but it's like such an iconic lyric that it just works so well. And he, he mm. finds a lot of interesting dynamics between songs and talk, and it really exposes a lot of the ways that pop culture is really talking to itself. Like popular music is having a dialogue with itself all the time mm. in a really cool way. So I just think that it's a really impressive creative work. And I've definitely, I, he seems to have a bunch of these and I can't wait to dive in deeper uh, to see more of them. 
There's still so many I haven't seen yet. I actually, when we went to see him in Cologne for the, the European leg of the Forbidden Tour, for the hour or so before the concert while they were letting people in, and we were actually really lucky. We got to be literally right in front of the stage, which was amazing. It was a little awkward for me because it was standing room and I'm a giant. So I kept trying to like hunch over during the concert so that I wasn't, <laughs> you know, blocking the screaming fangirls behind me. Um, <laughs> but the whole the whole warm up period, they were just playing a series of his medleys and mashups. Some of the Disney ones that started to get him famous, but also some of the ones of like particular pop artists. And at one point, he played a mashup that he did of all of Taylor Swift's biggest hits. <laughs> and I had to admit, after listening through it, I thought to myself, I like that better than anything I've ever liked from Taylor Swift, actually. <laughs> what he does with Taylor Swift and how he sings it, I like way better than Taylor Swift sings it. <laughs> I could definitely see that. And and also, I want to say that it really just also speaks to what a range he has as a singer. To be mm. able to just like success, successfully execute... Like a Nelly song and a Beyonce song and a Rihanna song and like a Kylie Minogue song and a Britney Spears song. <laughs> like mm. those are all real different voices and different like a boys to men song, you know, like it's like those are really mm. different voices and different vocal ranges and being able to merge them all and execute them so successfully and where you, you can immediately identify them, but they still feel of a piece with mm. this new thing that he's creating. It's just very impressive. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, okay. So those were very good picks. Uh, my pick is actually the first one that I suggested to you, Alex. It is a song of his, from his new album, Forbidden, and it's it's called Type. And I love, I really like both the song and also the music video that accompanies it. The music video itself has like this very like sweet, clean, shiny, uh, bright and cheerful, like very 50s uh, kind of vibe to it. And it's a song about like, either abusive and or destructive or unhealthy relationships. And he's singing from the perspective of someone who keeps letting himself get drawn into bad relationships. The text, I love how the text itself deals with this. Like it, there, there are a lot of clever rhymes in there about the dynamics of the relationships that this character keeps getting into. And then the refrain goes, I have 99 problems, but I'll take one more. Love shopping at the asshole store. And then goes on from there. So I like how how very direct the lyrics are about handling that. And I like the idea that they do in the music video of explicitly making it about he walks into a store. That's where there's a big sign on top that says the asshole store. Uh, and there are a whole bunch of sparkly, clean, super, super buff, handsome looking men. And they're all wearing like like this the same type of blue and white vest suit. And then they all have an adjective across the shirt like vain liar dishonest i cheat stuff like that like clearly stating what type of asshole they are and like they're all standing there like mannequins at attention so he can pick out the one that he wants to try out now so i like i like the cleverness of that idea and the fact that it makes it possible for him to deal with something that is that that a lot of people do there are a lot of people who struggle with those types of relationships being really intelligent about it and also the music itself is insanely catchy like it took the first time I heard it, it took me weeks before it, get, it got out of my head. So for me, that combines the best of what I like about all of his music, that the music itself is really good and interesting and catchy. The fact that he really, really pays close attention to his lyrics, uh, how they fit together, not just as lyrics that rhyme and sound good, but also lyrics that have something to say and find clever and interesting ways of saying it. And the fact that he always comes up with interesting alternate ideas for his music videos 
to enhance the text of the song, but always in ways that you wouldn't necessarily expect or guess. Like if someone said, I want to write a song about unhealthy relationships, not everyone would think, oh, and it'll literally about be about how you go into a store and you pick like mannequins to be your next boyfriend or girlfriend. So that's my favorite Todd Recall song and video, but there are no songs or videos of his that I've seen that I don't like so far. Okay. Did either of you guys happen to see that video? I didn't. I didn't see that one. Nope. All right. I told you to watch that one, Alex. I'm very disappointed. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I will, I will watch it soon, I promise. All right. But in the meantime, our listeners can watch him at Todrick Hall on YouTube, where all of his videos are. He has nearly 3 million subscribers, so hopefully yep. some of you have heard of him. And if not, check him out. He's really cool. Yeah. I'm happy to that you exposed him to me. Or, well, yeah. that's a bad way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> Very open and, this, and exposed. This was a good opportunity to, to talk about music videos, because we really haven't done something like that before. So... Todd Recall, I think all of us recommend people checking out Todd Recall's uh, music and his music videos. Like I said, he jumps between a lot of different styles and genres, so I think he's one of those artists where, no matter what your taste, there's at least something he's done before that I think you're bound to like. So, check him out. And as always, check us out. We are Cinema Joes, and we are on Twitter, and you can download our podcast for free, I believe, on iTunes. Yep. Still free. <laughs> yeah. Still free yep. for now. If you want to send us money, write us on Twitter, because that's pretty much the only way to reach us. All right, bye.